Hey everybody, thanks for checking out this week's episode of My First Sketch at MyFirstSketch.com. I'm Josh Hyam. As always, feel free to subscribe to the show on iTunes or on SoundCloud. Get it automatically. You can catch the show on the Stitcher app as well. You can like the podcast on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MyFirstSketch. Email me at Josh at MyFirstSketch.com or follow me on Twitter at, what else? MyFirstSketch. Thanks to everyone who came out to the 2017 edition of the Dirtiest Sketch in Philadelphia. Congratulations to Cups and Half for taking home their big prize. It was truly a gross evening and we should all be ashamed of ourselves. News for the next Sketchfest show will be coming soon, as long as you're not too hungover. Some pretty exciting news for me, as FIT presents their annual Black Friday Comedy Marathon, I will be hosting the Big Freaking Quiz with Josh Hyam at about 2.25 on Saturday afternoon. It's a year-review quiz show looking back at the dumpster fire that has been 2017. I'll be announcing the contestants as we get closer to the show, but I hope you'll come out as we make fun of 2017. But, on to the show. A couple months ago, a video was shared on the Philly Comedy Facebook group, and I didn't recognize the name of the group or the gentleman in the video. So I did my research, I reached out, and I invited them to talk comedy with me. So if you've never heard of them before, let me introduce you to today's guests, Brian Lambert and Benjamin Alf collectively known as Tactical Retreat. Their first sketch is called Customer Service. Brian plays Neil, Ben plays a customer service rep, I play a co-worker, and Dave Metter gives us the visual information and a voiceover at the end. So let's get to the sketch. The phone rings in an office. Customer service. How can I help you? This is Neil. Hi, Neil. I got a problem to report. I had one of your technicians over here to install my cable, and now he's upstairs fucking my wife. He's doing what? You heard what I said. He's upstairs installing way more than cable. Are you you sure? Are you calling me a liar? Your tech's upstairs snaking it to my wife, and you're going to accuse me of lying? No, no, I'm not calling you a liar. It's just, uh, I'm just not, I'm not sure how to handle this uh, somewhat unique uh, situation. Could I transfer you to another department? Oh, what? Do you have a wife-pounding department? You got a bunch of guys up there that are specifically trained to deal with errant wife-plowing? Yeah, in that case, transfer me. All right, okay, I, I see your point. We, we don't have a, a wife-pounding department. Um, could I just put you on hold for one second neil places the call on hold he turns to a co-worker i got a uh i got an irate customer here he claims that one of our taxes is out porking his wife currently what 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 should i do ask him if he's been satisfying her sexually i'm not i'm not gonna ask him that then i've lost interest neil returns to the call uh, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, are you, um, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here listening to my wife get pounded by your tech. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry about this issue. Um, let me see if I can resolve this for you. Um, they didn't, didn't really cover this in the, the training manual. Um, but, uh, sure, uh, what can I do to, to remedy this situation? Look, here's what we're gonna do. 
you're going to give me one month free cable. One month free cable. And you're going to throw in six months of HBO. Mm-hmm. Six months HBO. And Showtime. Showtime. And Stars. You want Stars too? Yeah. Okay. I'll throw in Stars. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. One month free cable. Uh, the premium channels. And uh, including Stars for some reason. And uh, does that remedy the situation? Well, I mean, your your guy's still upstairs tunneling my wife, so but yeah, it, it, it's a step in the right direction. Okay, well, if that has resolved the issues, I'm gonna uh, go now and uh, not have to deal with this. So uh, yeah, goodbye. The customer hangs up. He crosses off Comcast from his list of utility companies to call. The gas company, electric company, water company, and Columbia House remain. He begins a new call. Hello, gas company cu- customer service. I'm calling to report an issue. I had your technician over here to check my gas meter. Now he's upstairs fucking my wife. Fraudulent accusations of utility technician wife fucking are on the rise. This is a serious crime. If you have any information regarding such activities, call the Fraudulent Wife Intercourse Hotline at 1-800-555-STOP. Hi, Brian. Hi, Ben. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, so tell me where this, this sketch comes from. This particular one? Um, what, was the, uh, what was the genesis of this one? I'm trying to remember. This was... I, uh, I think it was just because he and I, he and I were at the time and remain roommates, and I, I, I'm confident that the, the, that the genesis of this sketch was me being on the phone with Comcast and having to deal with someone who, who, who would continually, you know, just like, I'm very sorry to hear about your problem. And I, 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 I don't know. I, th- I, I think we just had the idea of, of a customer service representative being, pr- you know, put to, you know. Well, what I, Brian, Brian is a very nice guy in general, but yes. occasionally <laughs> he goes into what I call dark Brian, mm-hmm. which is that whenever he has to deal with something sort of, bureaucratic or or something like that like being put on hold or whatever he gets really angry and goes into like you know like put someone else on put the manager on he goes into what i call (laughs) dark brian okay so uh, like and i work in retail and customer service so you're the kind of person i probably hate oh yeah no 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 (laughs) right away i'm terrible it's it's like like, that like annoying entitled sort of like boy you're not helping me you know fuck you you know I don't usually tell them to fuck off. No, I'm, I'm mostly just like, 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 like. Yeah, okay, okay, Neil. Yeah, let's. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. No. Oh, you're gonna help me. All right, fine, fine. Let's 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 let's, let's get your supervisor on. No, no, I can wait for him. But I, so I guess yeah. I guess the sketch was sort of like, what could someone get away with? Yeah, it's, If it's, they were just a complete sort of asshole. It's, 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 because that's the thing you realize is like you, like you know, you get the runaround about on, on this kind of stuff unless you're like a dick about it mm-hmm. and then that's when they just sort of like just to try to get rid of you will give you you know a month of free or whatever or something yeah uh when was this written like um this is probably. like 2015 yeah we were living it, it was at least 2015 it, it, it's, it's certainly not the first sketch we have but like it's the only one that has a lot of dialogue in it sure and, yeah it was we were trying to figure out like what yeah because I, I i went through a bunch of the videos that you guys have put on youtube and stuff and there is a lot of visual like reveals and 
Yeah. Stuff that doesn't necessarily work for an audio only. Yeah, which is why it'd probably be hard to do sort of yeah. some of them live and stuff. So yeah. a lot of them are just kind of like sort of little editing tricks to make like a, yeah. a joke or whatever. Yeah. They're all sort of conceived, I think, with video in mind. Like we've never like like I've never done any live Neither comedy at all in any capacity and even though they're terrible, I have done like like homemade video projects before. So sure. when it was sort of being creative with something, it was all it it was all sort of focused on like how can we do this as like a video thing? Like what what can it be done with you know, you know like what can be done with the video as its own thing as opposed to just like here's a funny idea we're throwing it out there. Yeah, it's live live performance. Like I was <laughs> telling you earlier, is just really terrifying to me. Like I, you know, improv and stuff like that. I've I've all the respect in the world to people who do that, but I don't know. That's uh, uh, intimidating, I guess. So, so where does this idea? Like, okay, you guys are roommates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where where do you get the idea of hey let's start boredom? It's just straight <laughs> yeah. boredom. Like hey let's make a video. Like yeah, uh, I mean I think I the mean, genesis of it was sorry, but I think like the genesis of like the whole idea of making videos was essentially that like like. We have stupid ideas that like we toss around all the time. Yeah. Just like, wouldn't it be funny if? And then it was like, right. well, shit, why not do this like, thing? You know, you have like your friends that you just text like a random sort of idea you think would be funny uh, for something or just whatever. And you know, we just I guess had sent so many sort of you know in joke kind of texts mm-hmm. to each other over the years mm-hmm. that we were just kind of like, I don't know, why don't we just try like filming some of these and see if see if something can come from it? But yeah. And like upwards of fifty views have, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're they're definitely like really fun. I mean, I guess I don't know. Like we've done like some other videos with a, a friend of ours who has recorded various little like low budget kind of <laughs> horror, low budget like sort of horror movies and stuff. Yeah. But uh, doing comedy, I guess. I don't know. I guess we used to l- like watch a lot of, you know, a lot of sketch comedy in general, you know, like the yeah. state and Mr. Show All right. So, so, so oh, now that's a No, no, yeah. Now you're so Sorry. easy segue to get into what, what were you into growing up? What were your favorite things to watch? What made you laugh? Like, um, uh, let's see. I will go first. Um, I mean, I guess uh, I took myself way too seriously when I was younger. Um, <laughs> was probably that sort of uh era with like you know first the simpsons in like you know i feel like most everyone in in sort of our generation is probably uh that's one of the sort of origins of their senses of humor Mm -hmm. watching like you know that that sort of golden era simpsons stuff and uh you know seinfeld and you know a lot of that sort of sketch comedy from the 90s like um you know SNL in the early '90s, the whole sort of uh, Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, Phil Hartman kind of era. Okay, that was definitely I was really uh, I love that stuff. And then you know Mr. Show and State and that kind of sketch comedy, just sort of I don't know. A lot of those shows, like particularly like something like The State or or like later on something like Arrested Development, or like those shows that it was kind of fun to be like in the club or like yeah you sort of the, like, get it saturday night live is the mainstream right. and like you know state mr show are definitely uh alternatives like even the alternative like 
it is like a secret club, like a secret handshake thing. Like, oh, yeah. you know that you know the the story about Everest. I love that. You know, like that kind of thing. Like, it becomes like a secret language for certain people. Yeah. It's true. It's like some of those shows just like. I don't know. Like, I feel like Arrested Development was like that for a long time. Where yeah. like you show it to some people. Like, I would, I loved it so much, and then I'd show it to people, and they just like look at it. Like, well, I don't know why this is funny. Yeah. You know, like it, it is kind of like an in-group, out-group kind of thing, I guess, where you, you like sort of, you know, being drawn to something that other people might not get, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Woody Allen was kind of that way for me a little bit when I was younger too. Uh, I got into like his sort of earlier like slapsticky kind of stuff like bananas and sleeper sure. and stuff and take the money and run and I would show it to other people and they just didn't find it funny. Yeah. The, I they yeah, just didn't get it. And it was, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's like a pretentious sort of condescending <laughs> kind of thing almost that like clicks with you or you, you like, you like getting something that, that other people don't. You or know? it's not even like a full like laugh out loud. Ha ha ha. It's like, a <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I see that. Well, like, like yeah, that's clever. I'm clever. I'm <laughs> smart. Yeah. All right, Brian. What's oh, I'm I. My answer is going to be like substantially similar to that, minus okay. a few things and plus a few things. I mean, yeah. I, 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 as far as like my comedic sensibilities go, I'm also going to start as The Simpsons. Like, like I grew up in the Lehigh Valley, and we had two different Fox stations, and one of them played two episodes of Simpsons a day, and one of them only played one, but they were all different. So from like. From like, say, so like, you were in an overlapping map of two different yes. affiliates. Yes, we got. So you got a bonus Simpsons yeah, because get, that's fantastic. So like, yeah, so like it was one, I think the Philly station, it might have been the Philly station, I don't remember, played Simpsons, Seinfeld, Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Something then, like that, yeah. And then like the New York station, I think in lieu of the Seinfeld, just played the Simpsons. Now, like, like I like Seinfeld now, but I would just like. Switch but back as as a them. younger yeah, kid, I mean, like, Simpsons I, is definitely I mean, going to be. Si- yeah, Seinfeld is great, and like Cooper Beer enthusiasm is great now. But like as a like you know kid in my like like late aughts is is, is aughts a term for like being single that digits? Sound, that doesn't sound right. No, I is think it? I think I think I'm right. I think I'm right. I think okay. it's the aughts. In, in in my late aughts and in my early teens. It was just all The Simpsons. Like I had, mm. I, I had no frame of reference for assholes in New York. That, that means that means nothing in a small town. I don't know. I mean, I, that's one of my running theories about our generation is that so much of it does sort of start. Yeah, I think with The Simpsons, you know. Yeah. I think that was like because I remember what was weird, like watching some of those early Simpsons. Like they never like shied away from making like really esoteric references. No, yeah. not. And like I would watch like the episodes of my dad. And my dad would get some reference to an old like Kubrick movie yeah. or something that I I wouldn't get when I was like twelve years old, and like it was it, that was such a weird sort of thing of like wait this is our show like why are you getting these like yeah there, and there's that old joke where like you could recut I think it's Citizen Kane using all the references that the Simpsons have made over the year you can get a full Citizen really? Kane out of it you like almost. Get- there's um the the whole thing with like Mendoza and like McBain. They have like a whole plot's worth of a movie of like a McBain movie in like one or two episodes. If you like put them all together, there's oh, like yeah, a yeah, yeah. plot. Like I don't remember how exactly it goes, but like McBain storms a party and then like someone gets shot or like it, it, I don't yeah, remember. yeah, it's, it yeah. uses the same character. So like yeah, that you've seen that scene, that one McBain movie just throughout yeah. the five or six episodes that that's been featured in. Yeah, and and sort of talking about the notion of comedy is like an in-group, 
out-group thing. I mean, they were esoteric in an era where, like, being esoteric was work. Like, I can go and spend, like, a couple hours, like, dicking around on Wikipedia at the office and just be like, yes, like, like the, um, you know, like the Crimean War, like, you know, and just, you know, whatever the hell. But, like, they're sitting there, like, tossing out jokes about, like, the Prussian consulate and, like, yeah. autogyros yeah. and, like, like, what the hell is that? Like, like. Like I don't even know if I had heard of Siam. Yeah, back, they really enjoyed like those jokes. Yeah, that, that yeah. Mr. Burns's dialogue was always oh, so just like so many of those old references, like the the list. What was the list of investments he had in the one episode? Oh, it, 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 it like included U.S. Hay. U.S. Uh, Hay was one. It was, it was all stuff that the was Baltimore like, opera hats, <laughs> like like something about spats. I don't know. I it, I I, it I, I a, to, to be fair though, in Philadelphia, I, I do see people wearing spats. That that. You you could make not not a tidy profit necessarily, but at least like <laughs> some minimal gain, like hawking spats to hipsters. I would. I say. don't think I've ever seen anyone wear spats. So now I'm gonna be looking for it. Yeah, like, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm maybe gonna I look, look for that. Maybe I live in the wrong part of. Guys, have you contacted <laughs> your stockbroker about spats? I think it's important. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, with the Simpsons, like I don't know, they, uh, they 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 definitely had that sort of, like they they weren't afraid to sort of alienate yeah. people with like obscure references because you know like if you watch like other other shows or like just even shows now like a lot of mainstream sitcoms everything sort of gets reduced down to the most kind of recognizable the, the, reference you the, know? the uh, we're gonna say mainstream sitcoms as the three camera studio studio audience yes. yeah i guess like, i'm just thinking like you know uh the classical network, sitcom network structure sitcoms, yeah yeah that just sort of I felt like, yeah, with The Simpsons, they had a lot of fun in, like, the writer's room of just, like, yeah, some people aren't going to get this, but let's leave it in. Yeah, you know? let's, like, let's, let's talk about Prussia. You know? Or, you know, the fact that, like, it's a it's a television show in 94, and Conan O'Brien is writing a yeah. elaborate Music Man parody, basically. That now, see, I didn't get it. I didn't it know it was Music Man, Man until yeah. I was 10 years after the fact, like... I'm I'm gonna say just right off the bat that I am uniformly not going to get like references to musical theater. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it is perhaps why like Family Guy and the Seth MacFarlane, um, you know, pantheon is troublesome to me because like I, I don't give a shit about like The King and I. It's <laughs> it, it means it means very little. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. Like as much as I love Mr. Show, like the 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 only sketches they did that I really didn't like were like. That weird, like, God's parody. Jesus Christ, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, like, yeah. musical theater, I guess that's just like some people sort of fall into really liking that, and I never. I'm gonna throw it out there that I've seen Godspell in in person, and and <laughs> it it is also very bad. So I mean, that's not so much like Bob and Dave's fault, is it? All right, that's fine. Is. I won't talk about my enjoyment of musical you, I'm theater. Not, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I appreciate it, and it, you know. The, the way I think. I'm just going to say you saw a bad version. That's fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I, I suppose at some point we should stop, like, you know, like, I think like, the like way. The Simpsons, but it's, true. It's, it's, no, it's, I it's think very good. It speaks I, volumes. I think the way, like, you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone sort of approached musical stuff, like, I, th- I like that, that sense of humor, I guess. Mm. Like, you know, yeah. It's, it's, well, yeah. You know, I, I, I like the, uh, like the South Park movie and, and that kind mm. of stuff. But, like, their sense, it's probably because they just don't, you know, take themselves seriously. I'm going to throw out additionally here just because they weren't mentioned and I think they at least like play a part in sort of how we look at comedy. I love Lucy. Yes, yes. I love Lucy. I uh uh um sure, um leave it to be no. Um uh, I was going to say Mystery Science Theater I think is is very big Kids in the mm-hmm. Hall. Um some of this stuff I didn't really get into until like after I after I was sure, a little yeah, older. Sure. Kids in the Hall was one of those if 
if it was on like circulation on Comedy Central in the late '90s, because because yeah. I was a lame kid, I probably watched a lot of it. So like that's how I saw like most of my kids in the hall. Most of the like, people oh. I've talked to are yeah. that way too. So yeah, it's perfectly it's, fine. It's but let's not forget the brilliant short-lived Herman's Head. Remember that? Oh, I love that show. I, it was only on I, one I, year. I remember. I, I remember I don't existing. Know if that's but I don't think I've ever not. watched it. Like it's basically it's, I, it's the plot of Inside Out. Basically, it's yeah. Like, like all the parts of like the brain have. The only part I really remember of it, like, of of being like in the moment, was like, oh, Lisa Simpson. Like, yeah, because uh, Yarley Smith's one of the uh, people in the head. But I don't remember enough about it anymore. I had the same experience when I saw Maximum Overdrive. You ever see that? that the the truck movie? movie? Yeah, yes, yeah. She's in that. <laughs> she had a like a, a career aside from Lisa Simpson. Yeah, a Yardley bit Smith like, has yeah. had a very nice career of just like being a weird voiced person. But yeah, Lisa but then once you're not, Lisa not Simpson, bad. you don't have to do anything else. No, not at all. Like, uh, I, I ask everybody uh, about you know SNL. Uh, who are your favorite Saturday Night Live cast members? Currently or ever, ever. Um, like, I'm glad you didn't say currently. <laughs> I, I, I would have, I would be like the guy. Um, I don't know. I mean, I definitely like probably Mike Myers would be one of them. I mean, he, like, oh God, I can't tell you how many times I used to watch Wayne's World just over and over mm-hmm. again and Austin Powers and like those movies. Like, I just, you know, the those there were a couple of those sort of comedies. Uh, you know, like Austin Powers and, and Dumb and Dumber and Wayne's World that I just watched so many times on, like, VHS tapes when I was younger that, like, I know, like, every line of them, yeah. you know, that was sort of... Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, like, Mike Myers would probably be... Phil Hartman, too, just, you know, like, that's sort of... I, I You know, I guess everybody has, like, you know, a certain... Like I don't know what you call it, like a certain like <laughs> group of people who were there for mm-hmm. a couple years together, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, like I, a, what would you I always call bring it, it like? up. Uh, one of the writers always famously says that your favorite cast is going to be like the, the your, one when you're like your sophomore in your high school. I think okay. it's his. Yeah. So like, and you were mentioning that golden era of Dana Carvey. So I guess yeah. Yeah, that's what it's for me. Like, because I know a lot of people like the early stuff with you know Chevy Chase and Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and stuff, but it's. For me, like the classic, uh, classic SNL is like, yeah, like you know, Phil Harmon and mm-hmm. Dana Carvey and David Spade and, uh, yeah, Mike Myers. Yeah, I mean, if we're going by and like, Adam Sandler too, <laughs> even though his you we know, don't have to talk about his recent stuff. His trajectory, he was great his back then. Things. He was great back then, but yeah, his, we don't have to talk about his uh, more recent. Uh, I mean, I mean, do we need to like break it down to just his more recent work, his like posts? Let's talk just about Jack and Jill. How about I that? don't. I have so much to say about Jack and Jill. I don't I think I've seen an Adam Sandler movie since. Yeah, I'd exactly. Have, I'd exactly. have to look at a list. Like, I don't think there's been one that has really stuck out. I'm like, I need to see this right now. Well, like, he he was in Funny People, and he was good in Funny that People. That might be that's, the last one. Yeah. I mean, though, Funny. Well. But that's not an Adam Sandler movie. No, that is like, that's no. fair. The that's genre of, Adam, movie, of yeah. Adam Sandler movies. Um, to 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 say about a- SNL, I would say that like if I'm going by like like yeah like like who was on SNL when I was like a sophomore in high school, I, I don't know that we want to look to that era. I could be like yeah like Chris Kattan, he's great. But Chris no, Kattan's no. fine. Like he's another one that's like we can't judge him by what happened after Saturday Night Live. But True. Like, what, what? Did anybody see Corky Romano? I was I gonna know. ask that's what he those... was in. Corky Romano. Oh, very good. I think he was just recently. I saw him in uh, 
one. It was uh-huh. like the fourth or f- yeah, what's the yeah, thing? I'm, I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> the fourth or fifth like Sharknado movie. I think he played like the president. Those don't count as movies. <laughs> did, did he? What? Yeah, he's in it. He's, he's in, in one of them. He's been touring as a stand-up. He did uh, okay. Dancing with the Stars recently. Okay. Like which? I, you know. I had no idea. He was just here a couple months ago because uh, my buddy Dan opened for him. Shit. Oh, really? Here wow, I am cool. shit-talking yeah, like, Chris Kattan. People do things like. Oh yeah. It's, <laughs> oh yeah. No. It's, um, but uh, uh, to sort of go back, yeah, I, I was like, like when you asked that, I was gonna say Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman in particular, because I feel like Phil Hartman was just like, it's a weird thing to say about like uh, about comedy, perhaps, but he brings like a certain like gravitas to what he yes. does. Like he's very good at being this like he had that very voice. Ser- yeah, the voice, the very serious straight man, like. Like, like, like he's going to sit there and he's going to go in and he's going to sell you a very silly premise like like, like frozen, an frozen caveman, caveman lawyer. lawyer exactly. Yeah. And he's just going to like he's going to go in there. He's going to do it. And you're going to come out and you're going to be like, I don't care that that's like I don't care that that's a very goofy thing like that's He he, he sold it. And yeah, it's he, it, it, it's a level of seriousness, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Yeah, I don't. Have you uh, have you read his biography? No, I didn't know it existed. There, there someone I, I forget who it is. Like I think he's a writer for one of the newspapers. Someone he wrote a biography about Phil Hartman and he talks about like Phil Hartman's like ability to be the straight man in the role but still get the laughs. And then eventually talking about like and like his insecurity was like he was in the cast of Dan and Carvey. And Dan and Carvey becomes a big star mm-hmm. doing characters, so he's trying to search for a character to hang his hat on, like instead of just being dad you know like all the other mm-hmm. various even though he's in the show more than anyone else he doesn't really yeah. for the first five years he doesn't have one solitary like thing to grab onto yeah it's, it's like because i notice sometimes like when they they talk about different they'll ask like different members <laughs> of snl like you know what character are you famous for or whatever and like some of them don't like you know like aren't really like you know Dana Carvey was, you know, church lady or whatever, but like, you know, some of them like Phil Hartman are like, it's too sort of broad to kind yeah, of. Yeah, Phil like, Hartman, like, it's going like to Norman be impressions. Yeah, like Bill Clinton. Yeah, Bill Clinton and, and Sinatra were like, I think the, the two mm-hmm. big ones that we can think of. Unfrozen came in lower yeah. is his first major character, like, character by itself, and it doesn't happen until he's on for like six years. Like, yeah. that character doesn't debut until like 92. Yeah, well, I guess SNL, more than sort of, more than other kind of groups, they always like, Focused on having those like recurring characters, yeah. I guess. To some of that's a stuff. function of longevity, though. I mean, it just like if if you're not, this sounds bad, but if you're like you're 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 gonna exist since like the like the late seventies through now, you you kind of have to have a certain like repetition. There's a certain uh, simplicity to the storytelling. Like, if you see a specific character coming out, you immediately know where you are so i think that's a a crutch that they can rely sure, on he's gonna like yeah. dip his balls in it you know yeah. like I mean, like it, spartans you see the cheerleader yeah. thing you immediately know what's going to happen and you're like set and there's no explanation extra explanation that you have to go into and then there's the downside of it which is that people can't really view you as it's hard for anyone to view paul rubens as someone other than yeah Pee-wee herman or, or you know what i mean like and, and and phil hartman co-wrote Wee's big adventure yeah okay throw that in there yep and he was Max. the character on the first tv the first season of the tv show and that he had to leave because he got turned live wait who did phil, hartman? phil hartman's a character in the first season of Wee's playhouse oh, really? okay. and then Fishburne and, and then he people. leaves because he got turned live yep i did not know that yep he's a uh, captain carl 
No, it's 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 been it's been quite a while since I've seen they're, any episodes. Of they're Pee-wee's on Netflix. Play. Go go dive in. They're weird. It's a very odd show to watch again. It's it's a weird thing to even exist in the first place because yeah. like it was never supposed to be a kids thing. Exactly. Yeah, originally it was a it into one yeah. and it's it's it, it's it it it's it's in its own way very meta to have like this like sort of like the you know, character written as as a man child existing in an adult's world and then taking the man child down to host like a kids show. Yeah, very. It, it is a very bizarre itself. Uh, where do you guys meet? Like, how does this start? I mean, it, like we, the, we met in college, okay. but that was unfortunately a, a long time ago at this point. Yeah. Um, let's see. We're like not the young origin of, yeah. <laughs> Now, um, yeah, we're like 24 now. And yeah, I mean, know, we, college uh, <laughs> was like, like last year and it was, you know, uh, um, back in no, the, we met, the year we graduated high school. No, we met in college, uh, freshman year uh and we've been living together in the city for uh, like seven or eight years yeah together now something like enough. that and, <laughs> long um enough. yeah no i mean we you know we just started sort of doing them for um i don't know like i said largely out of boredom but like we now like are starting to i don't know starting to kind of take it more seriously you know because mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things that you have to like put, put effort into or or it's just kind of like a you know little fun side yeah. project, I guess. I feel like but we should have put together. If it is together. just that, though, then whatever, you know. Right. I feel like we should have put together like an origin story of some point. About, <laughs> you should have like, figured it out. Like, like I was sitting here like in my head while you were explaining that being like, like what what's something like really absurd that I could make up? But, but it, uh, so basically. Improv. It was right, basically well, just you guys well, like as roommates just yeah. like, hey, this would be funny. And then. Exactly. What's the drive to actually be like, all right, let's get a camera and get in front of the camera and do it like well ben has money and he bought a camera <laughs> and, like, if, if if like if it wasn't for that like if, if it were left to me it definitely would have been been like left in the dustbin of like yeah, so that's a funny idea so then what's and, the motivation like, of going out and buying a camera yeah, like to sir. like um no i mean that's that's a good question i guess like uh there's a certain like claustrophobic feeling to things just being like an idea in your head for a long mm-hmm. time without like putting it out there, you know? And, sure. You know, I tried, this is what happened with stand up comedy. I tried that a couple of times. Okay. Well, hold on. Stop. Uh, yeah, I have oh. nothing to do with where, this. where, where was this? What? Well, it was a, it was, I, there was a, um, there's a little place out in uh, spring city near where I grew up. Um, that did like open mics, mostly mm-hmm. just bands where like, kids would with their little band like you know their sure. par- their parents would come and see them whatever and so i did you know i decided to put together like you know five minutes of stand-up do you remember any of any of it <sighs> i remember some of it um <laughs> but it was it was a lot of like i think i was like immediately sort of catering to that environment that sort of suburban mm-hmm. kind of npr listeners and stuff and okay like some of my my early bits would be about like like if you're gonna like cut someone off in traffic like you can you could try to see if like if they're like in like you know a nissan altima listening to terry gross like that's fine mm-hmm. but if they're in like 
you know, a truck listening to country music. Like those are the people you're going to want to not, you know, get in a confrontation. Yeah, with, you want to you know, go to the passive people that you're going to cut off. Joke sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, and like I guess that's what it was with with stand up, and I, I, you know, I tried it twice because it went really well when I did it there. Okay. Um, so I did one time go to to Helium to like an open mic. Do you remember anything about the night at Helium? Like, do you yeah. remember any of the other people that were there? Um, I don't remember. Um, I do remember there was one older guy there who was, who had a couple of, like, it was he was clear that he was just sort of ripping off uh, Stephen Wright. He wrote some, <laughs> like, versions of Stephen Wright jokes where he just changed sure. the words. Yeah, that, that one-liner kind of. Yeah, but he altered them, so it was very clear that it was, like, that he was taking from that, like he had been watching, like, you know, yeah. with Dimitri Martin and Stephen Wright, but he didn't really know how to do it very well, so he just sort of altered their jokes with, like, mm-hmm. a different kind of noun at the end or something. Um, we should have, he should have spoke with a high-pitched voice. That would have mixed it up well But this enough. was, like, four or five years ago, and, like, I, I should have, like, at that point maybe tried to get more involved in, like, the, the comedy community there, but, like, it didn't go well. I think it was, it was just sort of weird because, like, I shouldn't have let it discourage me from doing stand-up. I haven't really done stand-up since then, and I've been thinking about actually getting back into it, but it's, again, kind of a terrifying idea. Um, but I don't know. It just it was it was definitely too, like, I was definitely unprepared for, sure. like, for not doing well. But you can't, uh, for not, okay, for not doing well. And like, for just, you know, being in front of, like, 50, 100 people to begin with. Yeah. You know, so, uh, and like, you know, when your opening joke doesn't work, you know, like that's just like it's yeah, just done, yeah. That know? first, if that first expectation of a laugh and you don't get it, it yeah. it's definitely a soul crusher. It's like, well, that Sometimes was my best joke. So, like, well, here we are. <laughs> Down <laughs> downhill from here. Like, I start with the A material. Yeah. Uh, so buying a camera. So you buy a camera, mm-hmm. and you just start doing stuff on your own in your. Uh yeah, basically just mainly the two of us. Like you know, we've tried to come up with stuff that. You know, we have some, like, bigger picture sort of ideas of sketches that'll take more kind of resources Mm -hmm. and more people and stuff to do. And that's sort of, like, in the works right now. But mainly we focus on doing things that's only, like, you know, you know, trying to be economical with the comedy and just sort of, like, a a concise sort of joke in, like, one to three minutes. Yeah, that's Because, like, you know, going through your YouTube videos, like, there's nothing longer than... Five minutes, maybe. Well, yeah, and which I, mean, I I appreciate because I'm a big brevity <laughs> guy, like in general with comedy. Like, we well, don't, you don't. Is Ben has uh, has repeatedly like yelled at me about like when we like try to edit these things, and he does not want like driving footage as 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 we would call it in the um in in the videos. So there's definitely an effort to like keep it punchy, keep as little in there as you need as possible, mm-hmm. and just sort of go from there. I mean, it's brevity is some. I, I mean. Like, 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 I'm sure we, we have things that are big and long, but just, just the function of it keeps them short. Yeah. Like, there's only two of us mainly doing it for our own amusement and like, like doing punchlines is hard. Like having like a big, long protracted thing is just, I, I mean, yeah. like, like, like the whole thing to, to, I don't know if I well, should it's hard to, What do you mean? It's hard to like maintain like a yeah. joke over. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm always paranoid about, like, boring people after, mm-hmm. like, two minutes, you know, because, I don't know, sometimes when I'll watch, like, clips on YouTube, it'll be, like, 
or you know whatever any sketch comedy once it gets like three four or five minutes like you know it, it starts to the joke is hard to yeah, sort of sustain like, and it's itself, and it's youtube you know? and it's so mm-hmm. easy just to stop yeah. watching yeah, and move on, on right. like yeah know? wow it's suggesting that i watch this video with a cat in it i love cats <laughs> because like i've gotten to the certain point where like i can look back at certain sketches from Saturday Night Live that i've loved growing up and then like i can rewatch them i was like wait that was eight minutes yeah why is that eight minutes yeah. like that's the thing with it i mean like i you know i have like it's i i don't know how they do that like sometimes like i, I have a lot of respect for the writers of snl like who like because i feel like you know a sketch will organically be like you know it'll it'll work for three to four minutes but like some of the sketches they do are like eight or nine minutes like i don't know how like you can sustain that sort of like humor and because you have to because you can't keep telling the same joke over and over you have to sort of evolve it a little Mm -hmm. and then and then you have to find a way to end it which is always impossible you know and to be fair, I mean, those guys, too, are dealing with, like, performers. Like, I'm not going to go yeah, that's so true. far as to say that, like, we're performers. I mean, I think we can say words and sort of move about on screen. But, I mean, like, it's easy to sit there and take a one-note thing and kind of make it go if the guy doing it is, like, Chris Farley. Right. You know, he's just there, – there, there's something to be said for, like – captivating captivating performances even if like it's it's just like the fat guy is like jiggling his belly alongside of like patrick swayze in a sketch yeah. like people will laugh at that because he's what was like that sort sketch? Of, you never saw that the chip and oh, wait, no of course, I remember chip of course. all right i remember of course <laughs> like you know okay. you know patrick swayze gets the job on his looks but like all parties agree that, like, on the merits of the dancing, it was it was Chris Farley who won. And that's okay, I do I do remember that now, but no, I how mean, do you it's, not it's, remember that? Like, I don't know. It's I, one of the most like, like the, all... the, the, the the stomach sort of going up and down is sort of like locked in my head in like a very terrible. Yeah, I could probably like, do like half like, half the dance that he does, like it's, it's, like movement wise, because so, like, I know it's the, like. Will, will, will the video like will the recorder like pick up my dance moves if I like demonstrate? No. Well, it, nah. it's sort of like it does. Like a, like a Leia kind of in, in Star Wars where it'll do like a little version of you, <laughs> you know? I've never actually listened to a podcast before. So. <laughs> really? No, I'm joking. Yeah, I, I like, listen to podcasts all the time. All right. I, I was I, like, I, how did you not get into the, like... Oh, no, no, no. It's... it's. But, I, but I, the point I was going to make, like, because I really have a lot of respect for, like, you know, the, like, writers of SNL to, like... Because not only do they have to sustain something for, like, you know, eight minutes or something, but they also have to incorporate people who are not necessarily you know like they have to involve like athletes eli mansions and stuff that like you know yeah but that's a well-oiled machine i guess they know what they're doing like are you familiar with any of the other aspects of the philadelphia comedy scene like you've you've gone to healing and done stuff we're gonna we're gonna start like involving ourselves more in in kind of the community like i've said like doing stuff live which you know like dave your your next test i guess is uh you know knows how to do like that that stuff is like intimidating so i gotta have to get over that fear of and like i don't know maybe i'll start taking some improv classes and maybe maybe we'll start doing some live stuff but it's right now it just feels very like i I think i have less of a like i'm less bothered by like being very foolish in front of people but i'm also terrible at remembering lines and like i think he's a better like improvise again not that improvisation is necessarily a thing you need he's a better imp- improviser than i am i i did see that there there's like some sort of sketch fest which i'm sure is well established i know we'd 
we'd like to work something up to put into that when that comes around, which I think is in the uh, we have we, we have this one, like I, what I think is a great idea for a sketch. It's going to require, you know, the logistics of it are going to require like filming over, uh, you know, more than we've been doing. Like most of our stuff sure. is sort of shorter and stuff. But for this Things one, we have to in the get... House. For this one, we have to get, like, you know, testimonials from different people. There's going to be different oh, yeah. locations, and we're going to have to set up certain props and certain things. So Monster effects. Yeah, but that's basically, like, the, there's – we're going to, you know, try to submit that to different um, – I don't know. I, I just remembered the other question that oh, that I totally blanked on. You guys are roommates. Yes. And, you work, and you're working together in this little project. Mm-hmm. How do you guys – divvy up like roommate time and just real life versus like do you actually like sit together and work or is it just that passing back no, and forth i think we generally like i would say that like most of a lot of it's done via like texting each other yeah, throughout the day like sure. hey, what do you think about this yeah, idea for this it's like, like someone will come up with like the start of an idea and like bounce it off the other person and it kind of gets fleshed out like that and then we yeah, we don't we don't really pick any particular times to like to stare at each other and like no. work on it. There's no like set writers room. Like. No, 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 no. The writers room is like the writers room is basically like let's let's take this idea that one of us came up with and just sort of keep adding different ideas to it and keep like you know passing like you know different ideas back and forth throughout like a day mm-hmm. or over a couple yeah. days yeah. and then. Once we have something we like, you know. Yeah. The, the writer's room is like us bored at our jobs and like, yeah, texting <laughs> each other, like me just being like, this can wait for a minute. I have to type something in this sheet of paper. And then, you know, like we, we, we film it when we can, which is typically on weekends or in evenings mm-hmm. and, you know, just just like edit it and throw it together. It's not I mean, it's 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 very collaborative in like uh, in 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 the sense that we each put in what we want. But it's it's also not it's not collaborative in like the yeah, like 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 two guys sitting over a piano, like figuring out the like the, the melody. Sure. As it goes. It's never like that. And some some ideas just sort of are birthed whole cloth and like someone will just be like, all right, it's this, 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 this and this. And this is what we do. And was that did, did I make I don't it do that? That was that was weird. I've never yeah, done it before. it's it's I got a lot of voice. Uh, how would that work with the, the song? I'm curious though. You said like two people on like one piano. You well, mean? I mean, I'm going off of like sketches I've seen where like you know two composers like sitting on. I don't know. What I'm they're on the about. same piano writing <laughs> simultaneously yeah, writing yeah, a composition. Yeah, so like they're each the guy one on hand. the left gets the bass keys and the guy on the right gets the treble keys and they like share the melody. So you get note A, I get note B and it, it, it sounds good. That's I, I that's how I think music works. Sure. <laughs> All right. Where does the name Who's Tactical the Retreat pedals? come from? Well, Tactical Retreat, I don't remember which one of us came up with the the idea, but like I think we both we 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 both it's I think we like it in the sense that it's 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 a display of cowardice, like running away from a problem, sort of like gussied up. Sure. As, yeah. as, as 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 like good tactics, like yeah, like aha, it was our intention to lose here. Like ha ha ha, we did this on purpose. I think you described at one time as like what a what a cowardly person would rationalize, like you know, running away from something as. Mm-hmm. Like you're not running away, you're tactically moving backwards. Yeah, and, and it's like this. I I don't know, and I, and I don't know if it works right across like uh, uh, our whole. If I'm, uh, 
I was going to try the, the French word for like pantheon of words, but I don't, and I don't know what that is. <laughs> so, so never mind. I don't, don't worry about it. He can cut this out. Deja nope. vu? Yeah, yes, deja vu. That's what I meant. But what I was saying is I think I have this reoccurring notion like across a lot of what we do of people putting a lot of work into something with very low stakes or something they fail at and like the effort that goes into that and like a lot of hustle for minimal gain. And I mm. feel like the notion of like failing and then sort of characterizing your failure is like part of your plan sort of plays into that obliquely. And that's, I, it's, it's a reoccurring theme. I think. Yeah. There is like, definitely a reoccurring theme of like a lot of effort put into to something with no real life for no value. Like, you know, a, a sort of, not a, a commensurate kind of like reward for what you would put into something, you know, like yeah, yeah the, ultimate, um, the ultimate hustle. Like, yeah, I don't. That's why I've been watching like, Nathan for you yeah, lately. I've been watching that. I love, I love like what he does with that. Have you seen that? Yeah, where yeah. he just sort of so much work put into like something so dumb. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's just like sort of each me up. each step begets some other step that like further convolutes the process and convolutes a word but but further complicates the process and then like re requires another absurd thing and i feel like for for me that sort of absurdity strikes it like the heart yeah, but of he does I really like. well at just always having a straight face while doing well, sure it i mean that's how you play it. at no point does he ever like you know uh, like admit that yeah that it's, this is it's never a game for him like it's it's uh it's you know yeah uh totally the real life uh, what you guys have been doing it for a little bit. You're relatively new to the scene and doing this. Yeah, but I was very much so. <laughs> but like, is there something that you've learned from trying to be funny on the internet? I would say, like, hmm. my answer to this would just be that, like, if you want to do something and you think you're funny, you should just go ahead and do the things you think you find funny and, like, because because half the people are are just yeah. gonna you know I mean I don't suck I, anyway um, no I mean we we've talked about this a little bit with like the internet like where you know our generation like we've grown up like recognizing that like you can't like sort of take too much seriously on the internet because everything on the internet is like as hyperbolic as possible mm -hmm. and you know you're gonna get like um, you know, you're going to get, like, as much negative as with, like, the positive, no matter what. And I don't know. I guess as far as, like, learning something, like, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm struggling still with, like, you know, being intimidated. Uh, so I'm trying to kind of get over that and just sort of, you know, uh, I don't know, accept kind of, accept the negative of it, you know, accept, like, you know, maybe being on stage or whatever in front of people and them staring sure. at you kind of, you know. I guess some of it's just sort of stage fright, but um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a yeah, better have, answer for the question. Yeah, I don't what do have, like, a thing I've learned from the internet. I will say that, like, when we when we got our first negative comment on one of those videos, which was it was hardly even negative. It was like, it was, meh. Yeah, yeah. Which, which in itself <laughs> is a very Simpsons thing. Like, that's, I, was, I was so delighted with that. I but I feel like indifference in, in, in some in some ways is like more of an insult. You know, it's like, meh, whatever. Oh, I don't really give a shit. And, I was and just the, happy. The that fact that they have to point out their indifference. It's like, true. Yeah. I mean, which, which renders the indifference actually. It's true. Yeah. You it's no longer, you can't proactively. No longer yeah. indifferent. 
it's like, yeah. it's like I have strong and different feelings to this. Like it doesn't it doesn't work, but I was delighted that at least somebody was like so indifferent that they wanted to like go out there and just be like, you know what, guys? Like just just so you know, meh. That's that's how I feel inside. But I mean, I don't. Yeah, it's it's we're like like. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're still sort of like developing kind of a, a following mm-hmm. and, and just sort of trying following. to a following of yeah 12 people or but no we're, we're still like sort of in the in the early stages of getting stuff out there so i don't know i feel like i might have a better answer that question like you know yeah we can we'll like, check like, it. like ben will email you like we'll check in later once he's learned something <laughs> from the internet i don't guy like said just like like who gives a shit the internet's like a great thing we're like you know we don't get a lot of views or anything, but it's still like I get to sit here and like do some dumb thing that like we thought was funny that, you know, would have 10, 15 years ago just been an inside joke between two people and just throw it out there. And there are people who will watch it. And some of them are, you know, like a forceful meh. But like that's that's just that's just insane. It's insane to me if you would have said when I was like if it's like 1998 and I'm in high school and you're like, you know, like someone in California will watch a video you make yeah. one day, like just because like this th- this thing exists. So I, you know, it's there and it's cool. And if you want to do it, go do it. I'd like to find that one guy in California who's seen our videos. I think his name's Jim. Jim, okay, we'll contact him. Yeah, he's he's he needs to mail us some In and Out burgers. Yeah, it's I very guess important. just like you know, they're, they're, like I was saying earlier, there is a claustrophobic feeling of keeping things inside and it's just i don't know it's kind of relieving to at least get stuff out there so i guess that's what i've learned so far all right thanks guys are we good yeah our pleasure i'm done yeah um, i think that's everything that we all right well thanks a lot thanks for having Little corrections from the interview portion. Yardley Smith was on Herman's head, but she played a co-worker, not one of the pieces of his psyche. You can go like Tactical Retreat on Facebook. Facebook.com slash where Tactical Retreat. On Twitter, it's at Tactical R Treat. And you can check out their YouTube page. I've embedded a couple of their videos on MyFirstSketch.com. My First Sketch is a Philly Sketch Fest production. You can find out more information at phillysketchfest.com or on Twitter, PHL Sketchfest. Also, for more information about comedy in Philly, head to watercooler.com. The music on this episode is by the band Nono, which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com. And of course, like My First Sketch on Facebook. This is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening. Go see some comedy.